Good morning, everyone, and everyone listening. This is Connie Lingus here with me, better known as Peter, with this week's edition of WNYU's very own category is Dragcast Extravaganza. You know, that's an interesting way of saying it, but I feel like it fits the theme. Thank you. I try. So this week, we'll be talking about Season 11, Episode 5 of Drag Race, and introducing a new segment called Standout Queens, where we'll be talking a little bit about Sasha Vlore, what makes her stand out amongst the crowd, especially in her post-drag race career. But as I like to prefer to call it, Yas Queens. <laughs> sure. Uh, but before we get to that, we will start with talking about the episode, which we'll start with talking about the mini challenge. I titled it Living Doll because I didn't really title it like Why You Mad Al though, but Living Doll is appropriate. Mini challenge was that the girls had to dress up to look like a companion to RuPaul's Barbie doll. Also known as a Barbie doll with a massive, massive blonde wig. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and black skin, of course. So basically, this mini challenge kind of functioned like another runaway. This was a very runaway heavy episode. So basically, we could just approach this like a runaway. Uh, But before we do that, we'll just comment on the special guest judge for the mini challenge. Wow, I've never heard of Trixie Mattel before. Who could that be? It's not like I haven't seen her all the time lately. But I'm not saying that in necessarily a bad way. I'm just saying like I feel like I've been seeing a lot of her. I mean, I guess because she was in the finale of All Stars. There's a lot of Trixie out there. Appropriate guest judge, I think, considering the context uh, that she is basically a Barbie doll. That's kind of like her aesthetic, and this was Barbie dolls. So uh, it was fun just to see her ranking on the queens. It was a good, lots of good reading and roasting. A challenge with a lot of potential. Um, some of the queens actualized that. I thought that some of them were really something. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would have given it to Raja. Oh, I, I agree. We'll get to that in a second. I put her on my worst column. For my best column, I, I liked Nina's feminist Barbie. I thought it stood out her with big old dorky glasses and like big old uh the big book and the big pink gown i thought that was fun i kind of actually liked ariel's she she her look reminded me of something that trixie would wear so that made me happy i actually liked ariel's too i thought that it was it was cute and it was just original enough to work yeah it's fun seeing ariel doing an aesthetic that i is kind of in her vein, but a little different. Can we remind listeners what Ariel's Barbie was? Uh, it was... I, I would describe it as, like, Trixie Mattel, but with an Ariel-style wig. <laughs> All right. Um, I remember liking it. I, yes. When it's just described that way, <laughs> I'm really opposed to it. But if it's literally just Trixie Mattel with an Ariel wig then maybe I should seriously reconsider my opinions. Okay. Um, I liked Vanjie's hooker Barbie. 
I thought it was silly. It wasn't like great, and I think I liked it mostly because it was Vanji. That's because he loves Vanji. I do That's love I, the important. Thing. I do love Vanji, and she was robbed again. But we'll get into that. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, and I liked Akira's uh, one-armed knife-holding Barbie. That was one of my favorites. That was so good. It was it was the most unique and creative one there. I I thought they should have given that to her. Because... Akira has been consistent if not a top performer throughout the season and i feel like she's not getting that much credit for it yet yeah she's, but she will soon yeah, she, i hope so yeah she's like the underdog she her her art it reminds me of like naomi on all stars i was gonna say that it was like naomi how she's turning out really good stuff and then she doesn't really get recognized for it and she's just kind she just kind of fades into the background and i think that akira is doing a really good job yeah. So I hope that she gets some more attention for it. Yeah, we'll see. In regards to the worst, there was three that I really didn't like. I didn't like Raja's uh, bad biatch. It was... It was just boring. Yeah, it was like, come on, we, we get it. Okay, wow. She has super, super large... Um, bazongas. Bazongas and <laughs> batakas. Um, that's a weird word to use, but... Batakas. Wow. My favorite Mortal Kombat character. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, um, she's so unique. She was not unique. It was just like, oh, wow, I'm a hoe dressed up as a doll. And it's like, okay. I didn't like Suga's Latina Barbie. I thought it was, it was okay. I thought it was kind of lame. It was playing into like Hispanic stereotypes. It, it was just, I think the stereotype, stereotyping done just made me like it, dislike it even more. So that's why I put it at the bottom. And then speaking of stereotyping, plastic, we get it. You're Asian. The nail salon worker joke is an easy one to make. But it's been made so many times at this point, and you made it again. To be fair, she didn't see All Stars 4 when she did this because this was presumably filmed in advance. So I'll give her some credit there. But, but I'm just not even but even even despite Gia's I think we're so desensitized to it just because of what Gia did with it when before it would have been like okay well it hasn't been overdone yet but I don't know she's done it like 3 times she's made jokes at, at, She didn't do an Asian stereotype in the um in the televangelist episode she was just kind of crazy um she did it once I'll give you that a lot of I feel like what Plastique has done when it comes to like characterizing has been racial stereotypes, and I I don't I don't mess with that. It's... I'm not gonna come down on her for it yet, simply because I still feel like they've been muted instances, not like Gia Gunn doing this ridiculous character during a snatch game. Yeah, but I'm prepared to if it continues. Fair. With that, we go to some. Workroom shenanigans, honestly. Oh, by the way, I didn't like Evie's look in the mini challenge. I, and I that's don't even, I don't even remember. She what was it like was. a crash dummy. Um oh, that that's lame. my opinion of Evie's looks are either really impressive or really what, and why I say that like her drag isn't really perfect for drag race. Yeah. Which is I don't think that we've seen Evie totally flunk yet, but I today, feel that we're today, very close today to Today we it. had hints of that. 
I don't think so. I think maybe in the mini challenge, no, I'm going I'm, to defend no, her pretty char- hard I'm, during the challenge, the regular challenge, oh, but we'll get to that. Oh, oof. I'll argue with you there for sure. So, regards to workroom shenanigans, Brangy there, is their shipping term. I'm bored of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest. If this is what we spend the time of the episode on, I want no part of it. Like, it's yeah, just... it's cute, but I want it to be an occasional gimmick, not an entire dimension of the show. Look, I get it. It's reality TV, but I don't come here for the relationships. I come here to see queens yell at each other and then dress up and be impressive. I don't come here for the sappy relationships. It's just not me. At the same time, I think the way that they're editing it so far, I think there's a non-zero chance that there is some sort of challenge or occasion where both of them are against each other. Oh, it'll happen. And one of them maybe sends the other one home. Maybe that's why they're playing it up so far in advance. That could be interesting. Um, And if that happens, then she's probably going home just based on performance so far. I I hate to agree with that, but I agree with that. Another thing I think we're pointing out in the workroom, Ariel. Ariel lives in a 90s Nickelodeon kind of place. I just don't know if that's enough. There's not very much variety so far. It's similar wigs, similar makeup. I'm just not sure she can pull this off. First of all, Scarlett, I agree with you, but don't you dare use 90s Nickelodeon cartoons as an insult. I didn't watch 90s Nickelodeon cartoons, so That's because I don't you mind. didn't have a childhood period. Hey, no, that's not it. I just preferred different shows. Yeah, you were watching C-SPAN as a child. Um, and yeah, Scarlett, you're right. Uh, Ariel was kind of just doing the same stuff over and over and over again. And we saw with this episode that when she's not or when she tries to not, she fails. I liked Ariel's acting in the last episode, but yeah, it didn't hold water this mm-hmm. time. And there was no acting, so that might be part of the reason. Yeah. And then, anyway. Finally, we'll cut to one last clip for the workroom shenanigans. Technically speaking, I'm halfway a Halloween queen. Like the first time I ever cross-dressed at all yeah. was Halloween because my mom dressed up as a pimp <laughs> and then I was her dead hooker. It explains so much about Evie. It was <laughs> I was kind of taken aback, but in a good way. Um, look, that could be some of my bias seeping in. I hope not because I try to look at this in an unbiased way, but I don't know. I just kind of thought of like, ah, that's a funny gimmick. You know, it fits her personality. It does fit her personality, but again, it's the type of thing that you hear that it's like, you know what, I'm not surprised right now. And with that was pretty much all the workroom shenanigans. Workroom shenanigans were not very much this week. That's true. Not too, not too much excitement to be had. Where there was some excitement to be had, alternatively, was with the maxi challenge slash runway. For once, it's combined. Literally just a big runway. Yes. Uh, it was the Monster Ball, which was three different themed outfits. One outfit, it was like Trampy Halloween costume, the second outfit. Trampy Trick or Treater, I believe it was. Trampy Trick or Treater. Then it was uh, Witch themed for the second. Witch Please. Which please look at you, Peter. Go. I don't know the third one. So. Then, oh no, I I do know the first one. The third one. It's Milf Monsters. I'd like to freak. Yes. <sighs> Come on, RuPaul, with your puns. The only way for, to talk about it is, in no particular order. I'm gonna go and go through all the best and through all the worst. So in particular order. Um. 
Well, but no particular order with the best and the worst. I feel like they're not all in best or worst, though. I feel like you definitely had some that hit in the middle. Well, you could point out any that I don't mention. Okay. Uh, so, best for me. I really liked Vanjie's Angel. It gave me uh, Courtney Act vibes. And Courtney Act vibes are not a bad thing to have, except when it comes... Unless being used to describe personality, because Courtney does not have personality. I think that Vanjie's looks were largely boring, honestly. Um, no, I like, I like the I like the headstone too. I may, also... Maybe there is a reason that she's only been wearing red, and that's because she can't pull other colors off. Um, <laughs> okay. Her angel was honestly. I just thought it was kind of faint. It wasn't like flowing. It was just very thin. And yeah, the wings were big, but nothing else was. I was unimpressed by it. I like the, the head... witch. I thought was like yeah, it was like a tutu, simple, black and tutu. boring. Yeah, the headstone I thought was really good, but the other two just fell totally flat for me. Yeah, f- fine, fair. But I thought that the tombstone was very good. Yes, I guess we keep might... giving us non-red. Yes. Okay, if this is only a one-week thing, I'm still gonna have a problem with no, it. No, she's probably not gonna do red anymore. Good. Uh, I guess we might as well just lump some more together. Uh, I liked. Honestly, all three of Nina's looks. No, I did not. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, this is going to be fun. We're just going to sit here disagreeing about everything. Okay. Look, okay, I like how Nina's first look was inspired by Little Shop of Horrors. It gave me Mario vibes, honestly. Okay, but the thing is that, like all of Nina's looks so far, it looks to have such poor production quality or not production quality it just looks so simple and childlike as if you bought it from not even party city as if your aunt made you the halloween costume yet i bet you're gonna defend evie's dinosaur well she had a different execution no no. i am going to defend evie's dinosaur we'll talk about that that was a different execution we'll talk about that when we get to worse okay because that was one of the worst the best it was one of the best ones we'll get to that um, I like the prana plant. I like the old school. The, the The witch didn't look cheap. It 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 was, it was good. It was all. all... Yeah, but when e- when Nina tries to do something different, it feels cheap or it, it looks cheap to I, me. I I thought the it looks sewed on. Her, the lack of face outfit was cool too. The, the one okay, where... the one where she's pulling off her face was good. Yeah, the makeup was really good on that. But that was only the makeup. And not the dress. Uh, I feel like her dresses are the issue. The rest of it was fine. I liked it. I like Plastique's Maleficent. I can't pronounce that word. Maleficent? Yes. There we go. I like that. Not much to say other than it it was a good Maleficent. Yeah, Plastique was cool. Yeah. Um, She's kind of been underwhelming this season. Yeah. She had a strong showing in the first episode, and then after that it was just kind of like, uh... Mm-hmm. We kind of see similar things from her every week. She goes for a pretty and dainty, and even though she said this time she wanted to stray away from that, I don't feel like she fully actualized that. I agree. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, she's been underwhelming so far. Definitely. Scarlet's Fire Island. Scarlet, I think everything that Scarlet did this week was good. Yeah. I don't know why like she, she was wasn't in the safe. top. I don't know why she didn't win. I think that Scarlet was really good. Yeah. Her first outfit was, it was good. I don't think that it was standout with the pirate, but I think it was good. The Fire Island Witch was really incredible. And then when she does do the, like, what is it? The Creature of the Black Lagoon? Yeah. That was really good. She did it so well. She did the walk so well. I I love how she just, I felt like she owned the runway on both of those. I think she should have been in the top. I think she should have won. You know what? 
I I agree, especially over who actually won. Yeah, I have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I I liked Sugar's. The only Sugar outfit I liked was her Bloody Mary. I thought it was really intense. Maybe. It was nice. Yeah, it was real spooky. It was cool. I think that Akira's first outfit was really good. Which one was that? The one where she has a table. Yeah, it was fine. I think that it was good. That's that's a middle on the road for me. Like, okay, well, I thought that Akira in general did a good job. Fair. Uh, worst, uh, Raja's cat. I kind of liked that, actually. Any, I liked the cat. Any, the cat felt clever. It felt like it was in motion. And it came right after Nina's um, Venus flytrap, which maybe made me had a different have a different view on it because it looked so much better quality. Fine. But I actually like the cat. I'm not so sure about the others. Anything that reminds me of fairies, I don't like. I didn't like Suga's troll. That was awful. It was what was that? It, I, it didn't look like a troll. troll I thought she was like a genie or something. Yeah, that's what. That's the. That's exactly it's what like, I thought. Oh, it's Shantae, but she's blue. Yeah, ex- it was bad. It was so bad. Who'd have thought I'm bringing up Shantae in a drag podcast? <laughs> exactly. I didn't like. I guess because Shantae, you stay. You know what? She did stay, and she was called Shantae, so it works. Okay. Uh, I didn't like any of Raja's outfits. I, I, in fact, going back to Raja, I didn't like her Oz Witch. I thought it was boring. I couldn't tell that it was an Oz Witch, but it's like green. once they did look at her, well, no, the original witch wasn't green. This was like one of the Oz Witches. Um, it's like wicked, yeah. One of her lackeys, but like even when they showed the picture, it didn't look that good. She looked too good. And you're not supposed to look good when you're dressing up as somebody who's supposed to be a hag. Instead of putting, like, warts on her face, she put rhinestones. It's like, come on. Look like an old, disgusting hag. And her last outfit with the fur pants, those just looked awful. I think that you can wear pants to Drag Race, but you can only do it if you're Scarlet, which I believe she's the one who did it, right? Probably. But you you especially can't wear fur pants. Uh, I didn't like... I didn't like Silky's unicorn, but the judges talked enough about that. It was okay. Um, it was just, I I didn't think it was bad. It was just lame. I wouldn't say that it, it that puts her in the bottom. I just thought that it was like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's nothing special. It's not making me think. Mm-hmm. And I I don't necessarily want outfits to make me think, but you know I want them to be interesting. Brooklyn Heights. Um, yes, it's impressive that she was walking on her toes. Woohoo. Um. I think it made up for the fact that, honestly, the outfit was just fine. Hey, she put toilet paper on herself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, when Silky was singing in the workroom and kind of ranking on her in her song, I was like, I should. Charmin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't like Akira's tube spider. Okay. Just- also, I'm going to continue to come down on Brooklyn here. Um, I don't think that her last outfit fer- felt very monstrous. Um, I thought that that was more witchy. She had a spider. Thank you very she much. She had a spider, yeah, but like it didn't look, it looked like she was more of a witch. It didn't look like a monster. It was like the spider's coming over her head, and it's like, wow, okay, you still look like a witch. You're not wrong. Um, You're not I don't know. I was very unimpressed by Brooklyn. I don't think she should have been in the bottom, but I definitely don't think that she should have won. Yeah, that was. I thought her looks were just consistently fine. You can start winning challenges once you make your name. 
not Brooklyn Heights. I think. Thank I, you. I think they're pushing. I think they're gonna make her the winner. I hope not. Okay. We'll see. Ariel's mermaid was just as awful. If you Ariel's didn't... everything was awful. Especially the mermaid, though. It's like you're supposed to be looking monstrous. You don't have to look pretty. I know. I know that you're really full of yourself and you want to look pretty all the time. That's a little mean, but I don't care. Um, she just uses the same hair every time. She looks like Ariel the mermaid, and you're supposed to be Ariel the. Siren. I don't know. Make it a siren, you know, but like a creepy siren. Yeah. Okay. Make it one of the sirens with really massive fangs and seaweed in the hair and go crazy with that, you know? Look horrifying. Yeah. Look evil. Don't look like Ariel. I will say I didn't hate her needle outfit, though. I thought the, the top half of it was cool. The top half was clever, but like, first of all, it didn't give me trashy trick or treater. Yeah. And second, it was just like, okay, I can't compensate for the rest. Yeah. So Ariel was very disappointing this week. Yeah. Then finally I think she should have been the sure bottom instead of Sugarcane, but that's Yeah, fine. I, I agree. I a hundred percent agree with that actually. Um I, now this is where you criticize Evie. I I thought that dinosaur was awful. I thought it was clever. It and was look so it was literally a kid's costume that she The cut only off. reason that you know that is because she said it no, was a kid's I, costume. No, I could have I, I could have told you that looking at that. It looked cheap. It looked bored. It wasn't and it wasn't trampy. It wasn't trampy. It was trampy because she was like a little kid. That's the whole point. She no. was there to look young. And you know what? I don't care about the fact that she had a kid's costume because of the way she actualized everything. She first of all the delivery is incredible. I think that delivery is something that gets overlooked often on the runway. I and I'm glad to see that Evie was bringing that this week. She yeah. comes in with the dinosaur head and then she drops it. And then she can't pick it up with their stubby hands. It was really, you know what? It was cute. It was, and then she has like the fangs or not the fangs, the talons on her feet. You know what? It was cute. It was simple. But I think that the way she executed it was really 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 good i think she worked it but working it doesn't excuse the fact for me that it was a kid's costume and it looked like it it just looked it looked cheap and chow and boring but i think that this was an instance of the cheapness working it did not look boring to me if evie had come out standing straight up and ditching everything else then it would have been so boring but her delivery in my opinion saved it and I think that delivery is seriously overlooked often enough. Her second outfit, I also think was really good because once again, the delivery, if she had just come out there, especially not covering one of the eyes, if she had just come out there and walked, it would have been so boring. But her delivery sold it. And that's what I think we need to see more. I think we need to see more uniqueness in the runway deliveries. Um, her last one, I kind of liked, even though the judges didn't, but only once bad. she explained it. Um, when she explained that it was supposed to be um, voodoo doll-esque, that's when I thought, hey, that's clever, but I didn't get it beforehand. You shouldn't have to explain what your costume you is. You talk about Evie the same way I talk about Miss Vanjie. That's all well, I'm no, saying. I'm prepared to come down on her when I have to. I didn't like what she did in the mini challenge, and I think that what she does is still a hit or miss. I like her last outfit, but I didn't think that it worked because she had to explain it to me. And I don't think that you should have to explain these things. But I think that her delivery on the first two outfits um, made her worthy of being on the top. I don't think she should have won, but that's because I think that Scarlett should have won this week. Fair. And then with that, we came to the lip sync, Ariel versus Sugar. That was a, 
even if Ariel did not fall, it she was just doing it a little too lusty. Like I think Sugar did the good delivery for that. I agree. Here's my issue with the lip sync. The camera is supposed to move around from what I've heard. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's supposed to move around because you're looking, it's supposed to simulate how Rue is looking at the contestants and giving them time. So as a result, you tend to see more of the person who Who's wins. Win. But the thing is, and you know what? In that six person lip sync, we just proved that we could have had a split screen lip sync the whole time. Mm. I have a problem with that. But that aside, I think that Sugar's felt like she was living with the song more. I thought that it was a lot better and Ariel's just didn't fit but the camera's spending so much more time on Ariel I was thinking you can't possibly put her through and then she fell and it was still spending time on her and I'm like you can't possibly put her through I guess they just wanted to show like how well she recovered from falling sure she recovered um I think that her performance wasn't enough and I think that it was absolutely Her her time to go you can't wear the same thing every week. You know what? Yeah. I'm not coming down on Vanjie for it because she didn't wear red this week, you mm-hmm. know? I- I'm glad. But Ariel wore the same hair every week. She just put it through a different color paint. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't do that. I agree. And with that uh, was the episode. And with that, we get to new segment called Standout Queens where we're going to be talking about some of our personal favorite queens whenever we have the segment and kind of just elaborate on what makes them stand out, not in the context of their season, but outside of their season and the work they've done since then. And with that, we'll commence this segment with Sasha Floor, probably my favorite drag queen of all time. She's obsessed with Sasha Velour. I love Sasha so much. For those of you that don't know, and hopefully you do know. You probably do. She is a Brooklyn-based drag queen, best known for her time on season nine. Spoiler alert, she was the winner from season nine. Why I think Sasha is a standout queen. So I think there's two main reasons why Sasha is a standout queen to me. And they're both very much intertwined with each other. So both of those reasons are that I think that she is a drag queen with performance artist sensibilities. And I think she has one of the tightest grasps on both the past and the future that I've seen in a drag queen. So to elaborate a little bit on both. So I think she has performance artist sensibilities because... Her art is so often politically charged. For example, I saw her most recent show. She just finished up a residency here in New York. She was doing her show, Spoken Mirrors, which she had toured Europe doing and finally brought to New York. It composed um, was composed of 12 lip syncs. Between that, she would come out and talk. And listening to Sasha talk, you just hear someone that's just so cognizant of issues in the world. Like she was talking about um, like gender identity and just really nitty gritty of it 
Like she almost talks about it in the way that a, a philosopher was and how like gender identities are things that like are just labels to help people feel more comfortable. But what happens if those labels don't make you feel comfortable? And that's why she started to elaborate on why she identifies as non-binary and just throughout her performance it was sprinkled with like political stuff like that and that kind of ties into with the aspect of her having a, a good grasp of the past and the future because she has a big grasp of the past in terms and the future in terms of just where we've been where we've gone and where she's been she incorporates so much of her personal life and so much of it was talking about her experience with her mother who passed away from cancer. And it, it showed just such an ability to learn from experiences, both her own and experiences of others that just throughout history. And it's that type of awareness you don't see in a lot of queens. And tying into her having uh, performance art sensibilities is also that her shows are kind of stuff that you'd see in art installations, I think. She had one number to a Nina Simone song, which she wore a dress that she was kind of like a tree and her fingers and arms and from her dress were extending from a tree but in addition to that she was standing in front of a projection of a tree of a similar style and would kind of sway in the wind whenever there was like wind on the projection and she kind of actively participated in the projection it, it genuinely seemed like an art installation and again tying into her cognizance of the future her ability to embrace multimedia in her performances in a way that's not just stale. We're going to project some clips and have a laugh at it. Like, no, making the clips part of the experience, part of the performance. Making the performer and the recorder, the recorded one in the same, not separate entities. That you don't really see with a lot of queens and with a lot of people in general. There was another segment that she did where she was almost like a magician doing the trick where you cut a box in half and there, there's like the legs hanging out on one side and the torso on the, on the other side and you kind of pull the pieces apart. And she did that with her as the person doing the cutting, but also projecting onto the boxes, her inside the box, lip syncing to the song. So it'd be like turns lip syncing between her, the real person, and her, the projected. And that's just so unique and creative and such an embracement of just what you can do in the 21st century as a drag queen, as a performer that you don't see anywhere else, I think. And then finally, I think, what shows just how much she's forward-thinking and cognizant of 
the future and past. It's just her fashion and aesthetic. It's forward thinking. They talked about that her season all the time and still uh, it still holds true. Forward thinking while also very influenced by people of the past. So for those reasons, I think Sasha Valor is a standout queen. And with that, we have our episode. Signing out here is Connie Lingus here again with Living Bottle of Coke Zero. I have had so much Coke Zero that I am no longer human. Please send help. Also known as Corporate Shill Peter. Super special thank you to Miss Darling for their song, Young Lovers, that's used in the intro and outro of this podcast. Thank you so much and have a lovely day.